Yeah. yeah. And I, and I really do. Um, 23. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, I would say reduce Marissa Tomei's role in the, in the third Spider-Man movie going forward. She's, yeah. She's re, re, um, regular, um, relegated as a cameo. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I would, I would love to see more on me, but there's not a lot. The only story that you can focus on me on is when she's she gets when Peter unveils his identity, and mm-hmm. I, it could happen in the third Spider-Man film because they unveiled um, they unmasked him even though he didn't want it to be unmasked. Yeah. Um, Amei was shot by a sniper mm-hmm. because of one of his villains, mm. and Amei was the one who got hit. Mm-hmm. So they go through all this and Mephisto. Holy shit! I mm. just thought of something. What? It's a theory. Before I get into that theory, welcome back to On the Giant Contraband Robot Podcast. I'm your host, Desi. Desi is dead. Robinson with my co-host, the Demon Demon Llama writer, Christian Ventura. What's up, everybody? We're in the middle of a conversation that went through Star Wars, Star Trek, and now we landed on Spider-Man and Marissa Tomei. Um, a couple of weeks ago, she didn't like. Um, she said she doesn't like playing motherly roles, and we was and you heard me say it. I we actually kind of get it because women her age in Hollywood always get regulated to milf roles or motherly roles or grandmother roles, which does kind of right. And you got people like um, Helen Marin who bucks those trends, who does these. I'm still shocked. <laughs> she's doing these Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, and she she is what like in her seventies, I think. I think so. Like she's, legitimately, like wow. She's killing it though. Oh yeah. I mean, oh praise to Helen Marion. Oh, she's still killing mm-hmm. it. Mm. Mm. I would, I would, if Helen Marion gave me a chance, I would. No, no, I I understand that. Um, but on on the on my theory though. Now we know that Elizabeth Olsen is going to be in Doctor Strange too. And that WandaVision is going to be the starter before we get to Universe of Madness. And we know oh. Spider-Man is in a, in a predicament that's, um, that Mysterio unmasked Spider-Man. Even right. though Peter did not want it to be unmasked. Which is different because he was, he, uh, he was coerced to unmask himself during Civil War, but he didn't do it. In these new mm-hmm. films, he wants to stay as a masked hero. What I could see happen, this will bring all this together, and this w- and this could be a way to keep Spider-Man within the MCU. But then, unfortunately, add on Sony shit. Uh, I don't like. Before I go into my theory, let me just say this: I don't have a problem with Venom nor Joker. Okay. Or Suicide Squad or Birds of Prey, which I have not seen yet. My brother owned it. I'm going to watch I, that eventually. But I think I know where you're going with this. <laughs> I don't feel every supervillain needs... And there's other characters that so... And Morbius has got a fucking movie coming out with Jerry Little next year. And it has Michael Keaton in it. And it's fucking confusing. Yeah. So it's like, not every villain deserves a fucking solo, solo film. If yeah, you Hollywood writers quit killing off these fucking villains in these heroes films. Make it a redemption, like yes, they're doing vill- 
Okay, perfect example. Vulture. Yes. Okay. He was being a villain throughout the whole fucking film. He could have gave up Peter's identity at the end of Homecoming, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. He kept it. That shows that he may have a redemption arc, but then they all null and void at the end of when you see the fucking trailer to Morbius, and you see him acting like a real true fucking villain with um with um Jerry Leto. Yeah. So it's like okay, we don't know we we don't haven't seen Morbius, so we don't really know what's gonna fucking happen with that. But let me get on back on track. Not <laughs> every villain just quit killing villains and just let them give them a sort of redemption arc. Treat their movies as as a side like a comic book as a side story, but make their films ambiguous. They may be yeah. saving the day, but you can tell they got some shit like they're gonna do on their own. I would just honestly love to see a, a like a, a concurrent set of comic book movies where the villain does not always die and it's not always a different villain in every movie. Yeah, like MCU, they cherry pick what villain lives, what villain dies. Right. And okay, I'm cool with that. They killed off, um, not Ironmonger. Well, well, Obadiah Stane is dead in the comic book, so it made sense for Ironmonger to be dead. Right. Um, Crimson Dynamo, Whiplash. No, I say Whiplash. Um, Mickey Rourke. Those are yeah. got killed off. He had a. He's the one of few actors who had a bad experience with Marvel, with mm-hmm. um, um, Feige and everyone. And it's because and people forget this is pre Kevin Feige having a hundred percent control. And before Bob Iger came anywhere near it, it was still mm-hmm. Paramount, Ike Perlmutter, and Feige dealing with those two, and yep. pesky Marvel writers. And Kevin Feige has said, and he has not named writers, but actors have named comic book writers. Who got mm-hmm. in the way of them playing these fucking characters? <laughs> I'm not, and I'm, I'll, I'll be respectful and not name these comic book writers. Uh-huh. Two, two of them, I will tell you after the recording, you will be surprised because they're actually just, they're killing it right now. What they're currently doing, really? Yeah, but anywho, um, just not every like you said, quit killing off villains. Like certain villain, like we said, Mickey Rourke is an exception. He did not have a. Uh, a, uh, a good time filming Iron Man 2 so here's why he's not one of the main villains main villains that was pri- imprisoned when we find out that there is a prison for super villains in um, after Civil War when um, mm-hmm. Hawkeye and everyone else was um, prisoned, imprisoned and mm-hmm. we learned that sir, and then we learned if you watch and that's stupid you have to watch Agents of Show to learn this Abomination and certain MCU villains are in that prison mm-hmm. so now you know th- oh they're out there yeah, so that is a that is a good way to see DC. That's how you interconnect your your universe without actually showing it. All we, all you, it is is just a name drop, you know. Are just you taking notes? Just a fucking name drop. We're not. I'm not actually. The only person who needs to be on the fucking screen is Henry Cable. Mm-hmm. The dude is meant to be. Matter of fact, watch actors on actors. Um, on um, Variety's YouTube channel, Patrick Stewart and Henry Cavill are doing a talk with one another, and Henry Cavill asks him about being Professor X, and Patrick Stewart asks him being um, how he is, how he likes being Superman, and what that entails being this iconic character. 
It is a yeah. good. It is a great talk. That sounds really interesting. It really is. Um, but back on the supervillain thing, <laughs> and before we get back to the theory, um, villain, um, Venom. Uh, I would have liked to see Eddie Brock, um, Eddie Brock in the MCU, and mm-hmm. Tom Hardy. He's a damn good. I, despite me disliking Venom. Uh huh. Tom Hardy is a phenomenal actor. Oh yeah. He was as much as people want to bitch about Bane. He was he was believable as a fucking menacing Bane. Mm-hmm. Um, Warriors another uh, is a good one he did with um, um Joel Egerton. Uh, Egerton. Um, it's about two brothers. Um, it's like before MMA movies became like a thing. This was mm-hmm. more of a, uh, and Frank Grillo was in the war in the Warrior before he became Crossbones. Oh wow! Um, it's a, and Frank Grillo is an actual martial arts fighter, and he's he um he, if if they put him in the raid, oh he Frank Grillo will, will keep up with all those fighters. That would be really sick. But uh, they actually are trying to make the raid movie. He got the blessing. From the um, stunt crew and the actors of the raid to do the American version, dude. And apparently, Anthony Mackie is still up for it. So it's probably dude. It, it may it's, if they're if it's still going off the ground. This is this is y'all hearing it here. Frank Grillo and Anthony Mackie in the American version of the raid. That'd be really cool. Um, apparently, yeah. they're trying to get Chris Hemsworth in it as well. They're trying to get as many actors with martial arts backgrounds in it and if you've seen Extraction Chris Hemsworth show off his martial arts skills really oh yeah I didn't watch that one yet as tall as he fucking is and there is a video circulating on YouTube him actually taking some on the streets of LA of all places while drunk though dude was fucking with him though you don't you don't fuck with a damn near seven foot Australian who knows martial arts Damn, dude, that that sounds that just sounds fucking dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's a good one. It's it's Chris Hemsworth and his brother. Um, actually, both his brothers, who um, one who's not in the MCU yet. I'm um, Liam Hemsworth, and then um, his older brother who was actually in Thor. Um, uh, was it Dark World or Ragnarok when Loki was trying to remember. I think no, it was. I think it was. Yeah, it was Ragnarok because um, Loki was portraying um, Odin, and he, he was like, "Oh shit!" Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And the because um, Matt Damon was Loki, and Chris Hemsworth's brother was Thor. Yeah, I do remember that. But uh, back up, like I said, back up the newest thing because we're on, we're on the biggest tangent ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just Joker is. I'm tired of Joker. Fuck it. I don't like the Joker no more. He's in everything. Been oversaturated with it for he, sure. He's oversaturated. And there's currently a, a called the Joker World War going on right now in DC. That's oh, like that's their epic event going on right now. He's the whole thing about that. It might be like three different people or something. The three Jokers. That's gonna be done eventually by Jeff Johns. The Joker War is done by um James Tyre um Tyrion the Fourth. Um, his Joker's going after every, he finds out the Bat family's identities. Everyone. Everyone. Oh shit! 
this is a spoiler right here, y'all. He, at the end of this current issue that just came out, he's now the richest person in Gotham. Damn. So, which means, that means Bruce lost his money. Yeah, If he lost his money, he lost his ability to get to his gadgets and shit. He lost his finance, his finances behind the gadgets. Yeah. Um, the writer is using something from Return of the Joker, Batman Beyond. Um, Dick is still um, recovering from being shot in the head by KG Beast, and he just got he just recovered his memories, but now the Joker is now fucking with Dick Grayson's head. Fuck. From the DC animated universe to the fuck comic universe, they're still fucking around with Dick. Wow. Um, Tim is mentally not there after what Bane did previously. Um, he still is. He thinks it's his. Um, and Damien is still. Alfred is dead. Dead. Just let y'all know, Alfred's dead. He's six feet underground. Yes, eventually he'll come back. But no, Alfred's dead. Oh damn. He's gone. Bane snapped his neck. Uh, Wait, no, no, no. Bane didn't snap his neck. Oh, shit. You, you want to... This, this is going to shock you. This is really going to shock you. Thomas Wayne snapped Alfred's neck. What the fuck? Earth 2 Batman. Well, Flashpoint Batman. Thomas Wayne. Yeah. He was working with Bane during this. During Bane's takeover of Gotham, he not only fucked up Batman again, well, for the first time because that break in the back shit did not happen. Yeah. Um, that was a different. That was a different continuity. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, Catwoman is nursing Bruce back to health. He shuts down Gotham. Bane did this long thing that it's like, holy shit. Bane is... This shows Bane is a great strategist. Mm -hmm. And he plays the long game. So which means you can't sleep on Bane at all. Which means if they do Bane again in live action films, we need this Bane in a movie. So Like the Bane that's like constantly thinking ahead and constantly trying to like get the upper advantage on something. Yeah, he's on Batman's level now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate to say it, Harley Quinn is too. He was a- she was able to beat Batman with hand to hand combat. Yeah, yeah. That, but here's the thing, though: she was not with the Joker, so which means she has grown as a person. Like she's weirdly healthier. Yes. but like still not. <laughs> the only thing I can accept is her beating Wonder Woman. That's the only thing I cannot accept at all. You beat, yeah, no, you can't beat, you can't beat an enemy. You nah. beat one. Never mind. All right. Venom should be in it. Should have been introduced concurrently with Spider-Man in the MCU. Sony then could have been like, "All right, we introduced Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock could have been introduced in Homecoming. Then when you get too far from home, he gets fired." And Eddie Brock goes to San, goes back home to San Francisco, and then booyah, you got his Venom movie. <laughs> we was introduced to him in two and a half movies, and he got his own movie. 
you can say he blames Peter he, when he sees the TV screen and he, when he realizes, oh, this is the kid who fucked me over. Yeah. Then you can have the symbiote take over his fucking mind. And we get the yeah. venom that we all know and love. Mm-hmm. See, venom's fixed. Joker, and everything that's going on with DC, I'm just going to treat it like it's um, Elseworlds. <laughs> other other universes. Yep, other universes. Everything that DC doing is currently doing right now is just the multiverse. Yeah. They, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm going to, from, from this moment forward, any DC movie that comes out is now known as the DC multiverse. See, you know why we have to do that, though, right? It's just for our own fucking mental sanity. I know because you got because <laughs> um, uh, let me go to the go to the theory before that Michael King, that Michael King thing that came out on my birthday. Oh my god, yeah, I saw that because we didn't get a chance to talk about it on my on the birthday episode, but we're gonna talk about it now. But my theory is, I think they're gonna take they're gonna just gonna in Spider Man's third film because they're gonna Tom Han is gonna be the new. Um, Robbie Downey Jr. in the MCU. Yeah, uh, they're definitely grooming him for that. Because I'm like, because we like look at it, he's still technically young. He has been doing other films besides Spider Man, so which means mm-hmm. he is getting the chance to flex his acting muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, he still wants to do it. Hell, you give like keep him our, and then plus. Sony has said, um, including the writers of for, um, Spider-Verse, said, oh, we ha- we may- I think they think they have a role for Tom Holland in Spider-Verse. Not only, wow. Tom, not only Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tom McGuire. Wow, real Spider... That, that would be like... Wow. Cameos. That'd be so weird. Cameos, but still, you bring in... Three different Spider-Man, live-action Spider-Man in one film. Yeah. But the only thing I want to know, Oscar Isaac coming back. That's not, that's that's what I'm going to say on the Spider-Verse thing. Oscar Isaac better come back as Miguel O'Hara. <laughs> because, I mean, think about it. You're going to get a Spider-Man who's going to be speaking Spanish throughout the movie. Yeah. That will really, like, all right, you show the Spider-Man, you show Miles is biracial. You got a Dominican mother or a Cuban mother. I, I think she's I think she's Cuban. I think she's Dominican. I'll have to look that one up. She's or Puerto Rican. Holy shit! Damn, bro. Uh, I don't. I, I don't. I'm just. I, I don't remember because uh, the thing, they never they never focus on the mother. Like every like every now and then, they mm-hmm. they'll let like they'll do a focus of like a mother and son. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I want to say because what she was cooking in, in Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. I want to say she's probably Dominican, Puerto Rican. Hmm. I still need my but fucking Peruvian superhero goddamn. And then, I, what I don't get, his father's last name is not Morales. But... He takes his mother's last. I mean, progressiveness. Who knows? Yes, that is true. That is true. <laughs> that, that that always be that always had me really like okay when that when you first hear Miles Morales oh I'm like oh I'm gonna assume the father is Dominican Puerto Rican or Mexican yeah the mother's black and right when you, when you see it you like 
in the comic book before we see it in the movie. And I'm like, mm-hmm. for decades. Well, actually, it, it's almost close to Miles' 10-year anniversary mm-hmm. as a character. So Marvel should do something on that. But yeah. back to my original point before we back onto the fucking theory. Having Oscar Isaac playing, because I think Oscar Isaac is Salvadorian. I don't think he's Mexican. I think. Hmm. I mean, Isaac doesn't sound. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, his his name is actually longer than Oscar Isaac. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm that's why I'm just joking. Um, but the thing the thing is, you'll have a Spanish, which is in the comic books as well. Miguel O'Hara is half Mexican, half. Irish. It's just still the fact is he can speak fluent Spanish, which means this will be <laughs> the first time vocally you'll have a Spider-Man speaking Spanish <laughs> in any live-action. Orale, you an asshole. <laughs> um, you figure that was gonna happen. That um, have you played the Spider-Man game? Um, there's different Spider-Mans. It this predates Spider-Verse. This actually inspired um. Spider-Verse. The one where uh, like, not Web of Shadows. What was it? Um, I think Edge of Time. No, something like that. Yeah. I think it was. Was it? It was the one where you play like as twenty Spider Man twenty ninety nine, right? Twenty ninety nine Ultimate Spider Man, Spider Man Noir, and Classic Spider Man, which Neil Patrick Harris returned to voice that Spider Man. Hmm. Which is fuck that one. That 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 is my favorite one because you got Patrick Stewart. Uh, let's see, no Patrick Harris returned to voice um, Spider Man. They people says that's his Spider Man from two thousand from the two thousand one two thousand two Spider Man. Nice. He's that Spider Man. Josh Keaton returns the voice as Ultimate Spider Man. Um, James Daniel Barnes from the nineties Spider Man voices Spider Man Noir. Dude. Uh, the classic Spider-Man from the 60s, um, um, 60s and 70s, returned to play with Spider-Man Miguel O'Hara. Wow, really? Yep, in that game. Damn, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Actually, that video game, that video game awards made a big deal of it because Neil Patrick Harris <laughs> kept on saying every, when they did like the video, um, best voice actors in a video game, and Neil Patrick Harris said, "Y'all forgetting me on that list." <laughs> I was like, he ain't lying, but your game ain't out yet, Neil. Your game ain't out yet. But back into my point to the theory. I think Aunt May is going to get, when we get to Spider Man 3, or this could be an extra credit scene. Peter is in hiding. So you don't need you don't need Tom Holland to come back. Peter's in hiding. Aunt May is out with Happy. A stray bullet hits Aunt May. Boom, you're done with Doctor Strange. And I may just got fridged. <laughs> no, the, this way, um, in the comic book, the, when this happens, mm-hmm. um, Mephisto comes and gives uh, a proposition to Peter and Mary Jane. He'll save Aunt May if he give if they both give up their marriage to one another. And he shows them. What a weird, their, what a weird guy. Yeah. <laughs> And he shows them their p- potential future with with their future child. What a very fucked up guy. <laughs> they did go to Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange said no, he he's not gonna do it. 
hence why Mephisto came out and said, oh yeah, I'll do it. But this is what you're going to lose. <laughs> so that could potentially happen. We'll probably see Mephisto in Universe of Madness because it, Mephisto could come out because what whatever Scarlet Witch is going to do. So my theory is whatever happens to Scarlet Witch, which also brings another theory we're going to get to, because this is this is building. It's theory upon theory upon theory. Theory upon theory upon theory because this theory, the second theory that's going to add on to the Spider-Man theory, comes out with an article that came out not too long ago on the theory of mutants in the MCU. I'm going to have to start calling you Nick Theory. Thank you. All I need is a patch. Um, <laughs> so Mephisto could be shown in Universal Madness because of Wanda, which in turn, because of the actions of Far From Home, Aunt May gets shot. Happy finds Peter, tells Peter what's happened. We could get a Sinister Six while he's trying to save Aunt May, but in the course of this, Mephisto comes and says, I can save Aunt May, but you're going to lose Michelle, a.k.a. MJ. A.k.a. Mm -hmm. Mary Jane. <laughs> so, be look, Mary Jane is black, y'all. Deal with it. Zendaya is Mary Jane. Mm, it ain't whack, y'all. Um, he could lose, he'll, he'll lose his future with, with MJ, which he's going to do, so which means Zendaya's role is now up in the air as we go forward. Mm -hmm. But we could get Gwen Stacy or not Gwen Stacy, Felicia Hardy. Ooh, that'd be interesting. So he has, Peter has other romantic, um, romantic options as we go forward in the MCU. Yeah. We were, we were actually weirdly touching on this, I think. Um, were we touching on this when we were doing our, uh, our last DC animated review that like P Peter actually has a lot of romantic relationships. Like, um, not Peter, um, it was Bruce and Dick. Yeah, we were talking about Bruce and Dick, but we ended up talking about uh, like how Spider-Man actually has a good amount of like oh, yeah. relationships. Yeah, during the, it was during the birthday episode, uh, the birthday episode on Monday. Uh, the birthday one, yes, 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 yes. Anyways, check us out. While, uh, we're reviewing the DC animated universe. Uh, new episode uh, will come out Friday. It was supposed to be out this Wednesday, but like I said, it was my... Um, the episode... There was things happened. Like the host being um high for two days straight. And then <laughs> we had Father's Day for you on that Sunday before my birthday. Yep. Then... You're, you was um some things happened at work that um that really didn't um gel with um the, it would it would the flow wouldn't wouldn't be there for that review. Yeah. But yeah, so instead of this episode this past Wednesday, there was no um review. This Friday tomorrow would be a new review. Mm -hmm. And then we'll be back on our regular schedule review uh, probably this Wednesday, maybe this Wednesday. <laughs> Most likely this Wednesday. Depending let's say, on if we watched it. <laughs> let, let's aim on this Wednesday. Yeah, let's aim. So hopefully we'll record sometime during the next four days. Anyhow. 
All right, so that is my theory that we could see the ending of of MJ and Peter's relationship because of Mephisto. That is my theory. Mm -hmm. Mephisto is going to be the catalyst which would propel the Wanda Scarlet Witch theory. Mm -hmm. It was recently announced that the MCU could introduce Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight is technically some superpowered um heroes like Captain uh Ala Captain America. Some are actual mutants, Canadian mm-hmm. mutants. Um so which means with that we get Wolverine. Wolverine oh. was part of Alpha Flight before he was an X Man. Oh Wolverine was part of Weapon X before he joined Alpha Flight. So Weapon X and Alpha Flight could be enemies. By the time we get to the end of Alpha Flight, Wolverine joins the team. There's your introduction to mutants because of Wanda. Damn, that would that would be really cool. But then here's the and then also the kicker. Alpha Flight primarily takes place in Canada. They don't cross over into the U.S. The only person who comes back and forth throughout the U.S. is Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And then this we could we could potentially get Wolverine versus Hulk. Oh my God! I would love to see a Wolverine versus Hulk. I, like just, that, even just thinking about that. Oh my God! That would be so satisfying to watch. This is my theory. And it all stems from one division. <laughs> and the fact that um Marissa told me to want to be typecast as a mother. Uh-huh. I wow, that's amazing. You heard it here first. But you know, Marissa Tome doesn't want to be a mother. Ergo, that means Wolverine versus Hulk. <laughs> and here's and here's the thing. Now here's the thing. I can I I have accurately my I well all right, all right technically two out of the ten theories I have done before we did GCR on Nerds Against the World, I have had like ten different theories and only two popped up. Okay. This one I'm sticking my guns on. Okay. Okay. This will be be the audio clip that we pull up either when you massively call it or you majorly fuck up. I, I, I accept both. (laughs) <laughs> I will accept if I fuck up, I'll take the L. I'm too old to be like, no, man, no, no, no. This is he they did. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do any excuses. I will accept the L if it doesn't. Like, all right. Like, all right, I lost that. But I do. That would be awesome. But that's going to take a while to, like, yeah. even come to fruition if it was a thing. Yeah. I, and I do understand that with everything that's going on with the pandemic, I do understand. But my one firm theory and belief, Wanda Maximoff. Well, she's not Maximoff, but Wanda will be the cause that will create the mutants to which will create the Alpha Team Alpha Flight, which will see Canadian adventures of Alpha Flight, which would then in turn give us Weapon X, which would in turn give us Wolverine. That's like laying some really heavy groundwork in a specific direction. Yes. And I still feel 
John Krasinski has signed on. He hasn't officially signed on. I still feel he's secretly signed on to play Mr. Fantastic. I'm calling it right now. You know how happy I would be if if it came out that John Krasinski was going to be Mr. Fantastic? I'd be so into that. I, I, I'm seriously saying it right here, folks. Because I, even though I got Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan wrong, because I thought Chadwick Boseman was going to be the villain and Michael B. Jordan was going to be Black Panther. Yeah. I was horrifically wrong. And plus, I'm kind of glad because we would have waited longer for Black Panther since Michael B. Jordan is Odonis Creed. Mm-hmm. But I seriously feel John Krasinski is Mr. Fantastic. And the reason why we're not getting anything on Fantastic Four just yet, they're going to wait till Emily Blunt is done with the two movies she's doing with The Rock. So that way she could join? Yep. And Imagine then, what it would have been like if she was Scarlet Witch. I mean, Black Widow. I mean, sorry, not Scarlet Witch. Yeah, Black Widow, thank you. Uh, I think she would have... She would definitely stick with the Russian accent. She's definitely someone who... I think she's great with accents. She she really is. Like the first movie I saw her in was Devil Wears Prada, and that all right. Look, look, folks. I like a Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears Prada is the shit, and fuck anybody who says it otherwise. Yeah, that's right. Angelica Houston, once again, she's one of Morticia. She's my Morticia Adams. Oh, is there any other? I mean, other than the original, but still. Ava, I I really was pulling for Ava Green. If it was we, I understand it's animation. But if it was live action, can you, Ava Green, she would have done well. Oh, oh, come on! She she, she would have, as long as she puts her own spin on it, she could have killed it. Oh hell yeah! If, if Ava uh, Charlie Theron, even though she was the voice, Charlie Theron also makes a great Morticia Adams. Mm, yeah. And they even though once again it was animation, casting Oscar Isaac as Gomez was also perfect. Yep. Any of those two actresses as Morticia would would have successfully been Morticia, the, the Morticia of our our generation. Not for the children, it's for us. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean that's their 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 relationship goals. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody. Be, yeah. I mean, everybody wants a Morticia. Everybody wants a Gomez. But nobody cannot be Gomez because we're not balling like him. I mean, I'm sorry. He's rich. He's rich, rich. He, he's richer than Richie Rich. He's he's old, old, old money. Yep. Also, I, I like that theory from The Simpsons. I think Richie Rich is Casper. Yeah. I remember I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, that kind of makes sense. But then what's, what happened to his parents? That that'd be the thing. What happened to his parents and all his friends? I mean... Casper the friendly ghost, he's got friends. <laughs> they all float down here. <laughs> um but yeah, that that is my that is my crazy theory. Um yeah. That would be that would be really I'll tell you this. I'm skeptical it'll happen, but I'll be so happy if you're damn right. It's it's um look, and let me preface this. I'm not high any everyone. I am not high. I'm I'm clear minded. I got the hiccups all of a sudden. I might have to take a sip of water. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it, it's just a theory. It's just something I was thinking of. Hmm. 
it's it is definitely interesting it's definitely more than i've heard like speculation wise for anything that's coming out i mean especially with all the covid stuff going on right now i really have not thought about the future of the mcu in general yeah. like for a while now that i think about it i'm kind of realizing it right now and it's just like damn like the last the last 10 years of movies like even though it had its ups and downs it it built emotion and it was the first time anybody's ever not not felt like that but it was the first time that you see a phenomena where comics get as much public attention as they've ever had before i, know, I think pre 2008 right i was saying, and oh, sorry mm-hmm. sorry keep, i'm sorry to interrupt. keep on going no 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 yeah i was just going to say um like think pre 2008 mm-hmm. how unpopular it was and the the kind of masses that it drew um, over these past ten years, yeah. so it's really weird. And I can only imagine what it's like for the writers and stuff right now, the writers and the directors. But it's like now that you have time to kind of think about all this kind of stuff, how are you going to move the 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 steam? How are you going to keep it going without constantly trying to have to rely on like you know on on the tropes that you built the ten years before? Here's the thing, and Marvel has been surprisingly quiet. The only thing they they've done was push Black Widow, um, but they have been surprisingly quiet. Even Kevin Feige, the only thing Kevin Feige said was him and John Krasinski had talks, mm-hmm. and they're in talks. They Marvel has been Marvel Studios has been relatively quiet. Um, they um, Marvel Television, uh, which Feige is now over. Um, they showed a title card of Hellstrom that's coming out. Um, apparently, it's coming out this fall. On um, this fall, um, so that's about it. We've seen from Marvel. Um, I think they're going to participate in the San Diego Comic Con at home event. They probably, okay. I don't think they are. I think they're going to. Um, and I think D twenty three is probably doing something on their own. I know DC is doing something on their own. Um, hmm. But probably we'll we'll hear something in the next three to four weeks because that's when around that time um, July twelfth is when Comic Con at Home will actually happen. So hopefully we'll hear something from Marvel because um, they're like they're by this point they're the Sony of the Sony PlayStation of movies. They're relatively quiet. The funny thing is though, it's like nobody's expecting them. To directly compete with anything, unlike Sony right now. Yeah, but um, so yeah, I to try to think what Kevin Feige's thinking right now is is like trying to is I it's rambled old. on for damn near twenty minutes on a theory. <laughs> I'm not gonna try to think what the hell Kevin Feige's thinking. Like I said, we even said it. I could be horrifically wrong. Let's just say he's in the big think. Yeah, but I think, and this is, and this is given Marvel Marvel Studios, everyone that's working on anything through Marvel, time to, and and yes, everything got pushed back. It's not horrifically pushed back like the Flash, which we'll get Mm -hmm. more to DC in a bit. But they know what they're doing. They he no, actually, he did say we're still on track. Yes, things have been pushed back. We're still on track. Um, and they did say things that they're going to do moving forward will change due to the pandemic. 
mm-hmm. which means how they film their um, how everything is filmed now will be will be changed. So storytelling wise, I think they're going to stay the course. Okay. It just we need to wait and see what Feige himself says. Mm-hmm. Um, on the DC side of things. Oh, DC, a ver. Patty Jenkins has put Wonder Woman three on hold. Um, she said with the current climate, was going with everything that's going on, she's not currently writing Wonder Woman three. I mean, I'm honestly not surprised. Um, she said she wants to hold and wait and see how the climate is before she mm-hmm. focuses on that. Some pundits think she's she wants more money, and you know what? Give her more money. Like, just do it, dude. Like, it's like we know 1984 is going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's going, it's going to kill it, even if it comes out in theaters or it comes on via, via um, the um, Warner Brothers bite the bullet. And it comes on HBO Max, or it comes on VOD. It's go, it's going to crush. Oh yeah, for sure. People are gonna want to watch it. Because we, people, as much as people was like, we're not going to the theaters. People are climbing for new content, and so far, the only people getting new content is us gamers. <laughs> yeah, in reality, yeah, that and anybody who's like in the YouTube space and super into watching other people in their houses. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that for any specific reason. That's just. <laughs> but in terms of movies and television, people want new content, and you see, you have Mulan, which is going to get pushed back. I mean, look at it; it's going to get pushed back. And then, yeah. Tenet, as much as I like um, Christopher Nolan, dude, no, look, yes, you, I, I do agree. Your film, his films, you do need the theater experience. But at this point in time, pull a Fast and Furious and push and Ghostbusters, push the shit in twenty twenty one. Yeah, at I, least I can wait to see Tenet. It it, look, it really does look interesting. Something. Yeah, I, I was getting hyped for it. Something I didn't know. Eric Taylor Johnson is in it. Oh really? Yeah, you don't see him in the trailers. You don't see him in the posters. His name is not anywhere in the fucking movie, but he's in it. Huh. So I'm like, okay, now I'm very interested, and I'm hearing that he's unrecognizable in the, in this. Wow! So, all right, I'm now more I'm I'm now more hyped to want to see this. Besides John mm-hmm. David Washington, um, Robert Patterson. Mm-hmm. What's up with this story about time travel and shit? Because I like how Christopher Nolan does sci-fi, but back on DC, Patty Jenkins deserve all the money, all of it. And I want her to like, yes, you, yeah, write Wonder Woman three, but can you write Justice League or Superman, please? It's like, can you give us something other that's worthwhile in the DC so we can revive our dying franchise because we don't connect with our audience? And you, the only person that knows what the fuck you're doing. Exactly. Because oh my god, I thought we all thought Jeff Jobs knew what the fuck he was doing. Eh, guess again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stay your ass on television, Jeff Jobs. And then we got Wonder Woman. Yeah, well, all right. I'll say this. Yes, Jeff Jones co-wrote Wonder Woman with Patty Jenkins. Like, like we just said, he co-wrote, which means she stirred the ship. Mm-hmm. If he was going crazy, she's like, no, 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 we're coming back to reality. <laughs> bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. He co-wrote Aquaman, but James Wan was like, eh, let's get back. 
So, Jeff Johns, if it ain't comic books, just, just stay to TV. Just stay TV. Focus on the three Jokers. When Stargirl was on her offseason, focus on the three Jokers so you can get this shit said and done. But back to Patty Jenkins. I think she can. She will do a better job. Obviously, she wants to make Wonder Woman contemporary, and which means it will be set in our time. Mm-hmm. I feel she should not have to use our current situation for Wonder Woman because the DC universe should not. It really should not be a representation of what our world is. Yes. Yeah. Even in the DC universe, there is still racism. There is still sexism and police brutality and corruption. But when it comes to like global pandemics like this, you got superheroes who know how to get rid of that shit lickety split. Yeah. So that, that kind of defeats the purpose of trying to use this current pandemic. Like police corruption. Oh, I would definitely like to see Wonder Woman deal with that. Oh, I mean, she's always tied with the U.S. government. How weird would it be if there was a story like that, though, to where it's like there? <laughs> this might be kind of a grim thought. I don't know if I should bring it up now, but no, it, uh, I just had a really interesting story idea for it. She probably had the same thought. That's probably why she put she's putting Wonder Woman three on hold. Well, I'm just saying, like, like I don't, I, I don't even mean specifically like a Wonder Woman story. I'm just saying, like, uh, like you got me thinking about like how our current setting is probably going to be represented, you know, in a couple years, if anything, ideally. Um, huh? I wouldn't be surprised. Right? Like, if you start seeing it in like media and like in different, you know, in different things that that permeate through our lives, because it is going to be a thing that is like prevalent. There's going to be like a cultural sensitivity to like pandemics in general in 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 media. You know, people are going to see that and then have triggers and reactions and shit and be like, oh, shit, I remember that wasn't a good time. So it's like, I wonder how they're going to handle some of that kind of stuff moving forward. And how weird would it be if they ever did, like, some sort of storyline where where they realize that the, the Earth's population is, for whatever reason, starting to get sick and they, as supers, are not affected by it. So they have to watch humanity kind of, like, start to decay as they try to figure out how to help something they can't find or fight or or be affected by. I would love to see that. It's like they won't get affected, but the thing is they can't help stop it. <laughs> At least initially. Because here's the thing. In pandemics, and if it's a zombie apocalypse, it's not the zombies you're worrying about. It's who? Other people who survive zombies. When it's a global pandemic in movies that deals with diseases and aliens and shit, it's not the aliens or the diseases you're worried about. It's other people. Guess what? We're living in a movie where we actually have to worry about other people and not the actual shit that's killing us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is the fucking thing. So, which means, I may sound mean, I don't care. Give me a reprieve from this world. I want a reprieve. I want to see the stupid fucking people who's killing the human race, not the actual what's killing the human race, get killed. Because mm. evidently Mother Nature is not doing her due diligence. We're not letting her, to be fair. True. But, well, no, actually, with the new cases that came out, <laughs> um, California, Texas, and Florida are all tied. California, Texas, Florida... New York, Arizona, and Nevada now. 
we actually beating New York. Arizona's right there with us. Uh, let's go back to talk about superheroes. Let's get back to topic about superheroes. So Michael Keaton, this was announced during my birthday. This is only speculation. We don't know if he actually accepted it. Michael Keaton may return as Batman. As a specific Batman. It's Batman, all right. We not we do we not doing that. Oh, this is nineties Batman. This is Flashpoint Batman. No, no, no. We're not doing. Am I, am I, this is the one one time I'm not going to speculate on anything. I'm just going to talk about the fact that Michael T. Michael Keaton. Okay. I've heard speculation of it, but it is uncorroborated. Do not believe me on that. Um, I'll say this. I was never a fan of Ezra Miller as the Flash. I, I really wasn't either. I love Ezra Miller, just not real. I don't. I felt like the Flash was kind of not for him. And the situation that he's he's been in earlier that was announced that was shown earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Warner Brothers is not saying anything on it. Ezra Miller's camp is not saying anything on it. Um, they probably did. I just haven't seen it, but I don't see Warner Brothers saying anything. But the whole I would say this, and it's kind of. I find this kind of iffy. When we had the Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing, yeah, it was either get rid of Amber Heard or get rid of Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. I do see people, and we did we did see punishments dole out to Johnny Depp, and I think a little bit to Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. But and what about Ezra Miller? Yeah, is he exempt? If you're gonna treat him, you're gonna treat other two uh, two other people guilty by association. Yeah, and then treat him guilty until innocent. I see Ezra Miller's being exempt from this, but then on top of that, this is seven, Flash was announced seven years ago. Mm-hmm. The Flash TV show came out seven years ago. Damn, dude, seven it's been that long already. Yes. And he only technically had... 2013 was only seven years... It was seven years... Fuck, dude. Yes. So we technically had two cameo appearances with Ezra Miller, but not a full fucking feature film. Well, no. Well, a cameo appearance and him being in Justice League. Dude, what the hell is time? Like, what the hell? (laughs) It's like... I really don't get... Warner Brothers in general in terms of how they make their films like for other like it goes with Star like we were talking about Star Trek mm-hmm. Mar- um, and it's probably because Disney and Marvel will take more risks they know or uh, whatever we lose we like the reason why Ant-Man is always given a smaller budget because yes, there's some level of like okay, we get to re- whatever if it bombs, we still recoup. But I wonder if they're still gonna have that attitude right now, considering how much they've lost due to all the closures. I think with Wonder with Black Widow, oh, it's going to be it, it furthers her story, but also gets us ready for the next. So technically, Black Widow's ending the chapter on the Infinity War saga. But opening the door to the next um to the next um saga. Um. Oh man. Oh, that means no more Paul Rudd. Oh man. 
Oh, Jesus. Well, he could be an Avenger. Him and um, Evangeline Lilly could be Avengers. But still, I like Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. But uh, I don't know about Michael Keaton. As... Here's the thing, though. We, people have been talking about Flash this, Flash movie that, Flash movie this. Four directors has left the fucking project. Mm-hmm. And now we got Andy Muschietti, who has directed and produced with his wife, it chapter one and two, and he's done a couple of horror films that I, I, I'm not aware of. Well, I am aware because he is a horror director, but I'm like I haven't seen them to be exact to like to be clear. I haven't seen them. All I see of his films will be it chapter one and two, and he can adapt 100 percent from the books, which he has done, and he has changed certain things because it needs to fit with the confines of the feature. Mm-hmm. Like the one which he did took out, and I'm kind of glad when they all had sex with Beverly. That is fucking creepy. The fact that Stephen King wrote that. Yeah, that was a that was that was a very weird turn in the book. Yeah. Mm, no. No. But he changed. Thank you. He and but one thing we got we didn't get in the TV movie. He showed the gay couple at the start of the film. It needs to show. You need to show. And, and I'm, I'm kind of glad it was. We did get a kid die, but that was for James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. So instead of being the kid, a kid being the catalyst is a hate crime being the catalyst to bring in Pennywise back, and and it shows that it doesn't for Pennywise. It doesn't matter if you are a child or adult, gay, straight, whatever. You show fear. Pennywise is coming out. He feeds on that hate. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to give him spoilers to um, It Chapter 2, but we saw it. I liked it as much as the first one. I, I honestly enjoyed it. I know people like the bitch, but you know, whatever. I'm, it's, it's probably because before we get back on Batman, um, the probably the reason why I like It Chapter 2, I'm not big into horror in the first place, so when I pick and choose my horror films, mm-hmm. that's like I'm like, alright, that is my favorite horror film. Like, I can legit say the only horror films that I like Event Horizon, Halloween, the first one, Friday okay. the 13th, the first one, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. Oh, the classics. Okay. Yeah, People those three, like those movies. Those three, those three are the classics. Um, 13 Ghosts. I like the remake of 13 Ghosts. Okay. I mean, come on. It's Matthew Lillard. We know Matthew Lillard dies. I know. It's still. And, Actually, technically, that's his second horror film. You want to talk about range? Talk about freaking Matthew Lillard. Oh hell yeah! SLC Punk, um, Wing Commander, Scream, dude. Dude. Yep. Um, hell, Matthew uh, Matthew Lillard is on this TV show with um, Retta from Parks and Rec. I forgot the name of it. Uh, it's the the three uh, the three three wives who are big robbers. Yeah, one of them. One of them is Katara, right? Yeah. Oh God, what's it called? Like um, I forgot. But he Matthew Leonard, like Working has, Girls or something like that. I think so. But Matthew Leonard has range. Yeah, for he really, real. He really does. He can be serious. He can be menacing. He can be evil. Um, he can be straight up goofy if you think about Shaggy. Which, yeah. Um, but Thirteen Ghosts is one of my favorites, and the remake of House on Haunted Hill. 
Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And I do like the Vincent Price version as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, do, come on. I mean, it's, it's Vincent Price. You gotta love his original. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not really that. The, the original's not that scary, though. Um, <laughs> and Hitchcock's... Um, oh, fuck. It was in my head. Oh, my God. The birds? No, not the birds. Oh, fuck. Dun, 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 dun. Psycho? There we go, Psycho. No, it, it doesn't really get scary, really scary to me until there's two parts that, that always makes me jump. Mm-hmm. When that detective comes and he's walking up the stairs and he comes out as mother and he it is that 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 terrifying and that was that is that jump scene. Oh yeah. And then the the slashing and that that fucking camera camera effect that he um the Hitchcock created back yeah. then that was really good. That jump scare got me. But yeah. what really scared me was when that psychiatrist broke down David and his mother how they're now one and the same. Uh-huh. And while he's breaking it down, you just see his demeanor change right there on the screen. Like it's him and the um and the, as of the V of the the psychiatrist is the VO now, and you see David's face, and you just see the turn. I was like, "That is pure horror right there." It's the fact, yeah, that it's a human doing this. It's not a supernatural being. It's a human. Yeah. So Psycho it, is my favorite. Psycho's a, Psycho is honestly a really good one to have up there. It's a classic for a reason. Um, and for shits and giggles, Jason X. Just, I'm sorry. Jason X. Just watch Jason X and you'll get why. Oh, oh yeah. I I, I remember. Is Jason X the one where he's in space? Yeah. As I said, for shits and giggles. <laughs> yeah, I know which one you're talking about, dude. Like, doesn't somebody die by getting like sucked through a grate? Yeah. You know, actually, <laughs> you know, that happened twice. Doom. That with the Rock. The, oh the rock yeah, version. I forgot about that one. The Rock's version, Doom. Where he was the he becomes the villain and then um I think someone in Jason X got sucked through. I remember the dude he was in he he is black. I, I forgot to say that. I forgot his name. I literally forgot um, the, the the brother's name. He's in Jason X. He was also in Spartacus Blood and Sand, the whole entire series of Spartacus on um stars. Oh, wait, he's not the one that passed away, right? No, he was the one um, who he was the trainer, the only black guy in Spartacus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm he, trying to remember. He was that. in Jason X as well, but also he's in Dead Space. In Dead Space? Yeah, his role in Jason was he in X, Dead Space. He was the once again the only black guy in Dead Space. That's that captain of the ship that brings Isaac to. That ship, to, so he could find his wife and to repair it where the artifact is on. That's him. That's the dude from Spartacus. And Jason Damn. Lewis. Damn. And he dies twice in space. That's the kicker. Yeah. One by a fucking evil ass fucking homicidal killer. Yeah. And then Necromorphs. I mean, which way would you rather go? I'd rather not. By either one, alright? Get the fuck out of I here. I mean, but if you had to, though, if you had to choose one. <sighs> Necromorphs. I don't want to get Goofy killed by no fucking Jason. I mean, 
Like a goofy I kill from Jason. No, I'd rather die fighting necromorphs than getting killed. Be look, here's the thing: there was multiple black people in Jason. Yeah, and mm-hmm. actually multiple minorities. Mm-hmm. We all know the trope in horror. If if there's the minorities get killed first. Here's the thing: if it's is either we get killed first, if there's a black person, Mexican, Asian, Polynesian, and another black person, that's five, and then plus three white people, which means two of the three white people would die, which means either all five of the minorities would die, or at least one or oh, two. Yeah. And there's always either a Mexican that lives, or an Asian mm-hmm. person, or a black person that lives. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, okay, with those kinds of odds, either either two white people live, one white person, or one white person and an ethnic person, yeah. most likely either a black person or a Hispanic one. That's literally what I was gonna say. Yes. <laughs> That is that is a trope in her, and what bucked the trend? Event Horizon. We, yeah. we mentioned on my birthday, Richard T. Jones and Lawrence Fishburne, two uh-huh. black men lived, even though Richard T. Jones was horrifically um wounded, but he still lived from his mm-hmm. wounds. And Lawrence Fishburne, Fishburne is probably psychologically fucked up after all that, but they lived. They lived. <laughs> they survived. Resident Evil. All those minorities. Yep. Who lived? Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> While Mila Jovovich, obviously she's a star, but then Eric Mabus, who becomes nemesis, that makes no <laughs> sense. I don't. I was gonna get right about Resident Evil again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, look at uh, look at Deep Blue Sea. Who lives? <laughs> That's only because of the height of Ella Kuj's career at the time. I know, I know. I was, <laughs> but I never forget that. I was just like, "All right, Ella made it." And he didn't. He didn't take the L in this. Here's the thing, though. There's that line in Psych. He was like, "Come on, be like Samuel Jackson's Deep Blue Sea." He was like, "Gus was like, the fuck you." He's like, they wanted to say, "What the fuck?" Like, no. Yeah. Like, yeah. the one that lived. <laughs> Samuel Jackson got his black ass ate whole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that snap on Psych. Watch that episode of Psych. That, oh, I forgot the name. I legit forgot the name of episode of Psych. I gotta start watching Psych in general, man. You got to. I, I I'm mad the fuck. I'm mad at. Um, I'm moving away from DC because I. Well, hell, we're far removed from DC. We need to hurry up and end this podcast because um, Christian <laughs> got his campaign and I want to eat. I got my campaign, and honestly, like this, like this last session was way better than the previous one. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, I fucked it up, but it's so much fun because of of what we get to do now. Like, we're really in a straight up dungeon crawl. Like, we're probably gonna still be in this dungeon for like the next three or four sessions. Uh-huh. No, like it's fucking fun, dude. Like we were we were taking it room by room, and like uh like. I, I was just so happy with what my ranger has been able to do. If you stick us in a fucking dungeon for almost for four games, I will bitch. Oh, oh, no, no. Here, I, here's the I, thing. I, I, will all, cro- I will crowd kill everybody. It's gonna depend on how how quick you guys get through the dungeon. That's all I can say. I, I'm, like, I'm, it's not I, up to me on how fast you get through the dungeons. It's up to you guys. I'm, go- I'm going video game RPG logic into this game. We all know this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, and I don't know other people's um, depth of knowledge in RPGs. Uh huh. But I will legit. I'm a rogue. I'm I'm playing a rogue. 
who's already on the edge. By the way, we got to roll your character. Like we should, we should roll your character sometime next week. Uh, and I will. I legit. If anyone gets me fucked, if I make it through, I will legit sabotage everyone. I will be. This is the one time I'm making a reference to fucking Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That <laughs> scene where they're driving, I think, to Atlantic City. And they're like, what the hell is going on? And then Charlie D pops out, sabotage. <laughs> I will I will fucking do that. I want someone to out loud say, what the hell is going on? Why are we why we're not why are we slogging through this? And I will yell out, sabotage! <laughs> and throw out a smoke bomb and you and I want you to say, My character has disappeared. Which means they are fucked and they have to go through the dungeon on their own. Here's the funny thing, right? I'll totally let you roll for that, but you're going to have to A, roll for it mm -hmm. to make sure you don't fuck up, and they're going to have to also roll for it to make sure they didn't fucking notice you. Like, I'll totally let you try that, but it's going to be a try. It's not going to be a given. <laughs> if, this if this wasn't a pandemic, I want them to see my face while I do this. I'm, oh no, I I'm totally I don't, want, I don't want them to hear my voice. I want them to see my face. Oh no, I'm totally planning on doing it video chat style. So if you did not want to put your video up, that's fine. But I'm totally gonna have video chat stuff going on for that. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um oh, this is a good episode. I, I said this is a good episode, a nice short tight hour, hour five. I think so. What Bye. did you think, everybody? You know, be vocal. Add us on Twitter or uh Leave a comment where you listen below. Uh, don't add us on Twitter at the moment. I, I burned some bridges. At me on Twitter. I ain't got no bridges to burn because I ain't got no bridges because I ain't going nowhere. You may or may have not been tagged on some things. <laughs> but um, on the next episode, um, this is definite. We're going to talk about on the next episode. Last of Us 2. Gameplay-wise, it is very... It's, it is... Is more approachable than Last of Us One, which you do expect from a sequel. Uh -huh. um, the story left me indifferent. Okay, interesting. Maybe because of some old personal growth myself, but it left me indifferent. Hmm. Okay. Um. I, more on that next episode. I got five of the six of the plasma recently released plasma series of the Ghostbusters. Dude, and they look fucking sick. I will just say this for next week episode. This is the action figures I wish I had back in 1989. Dude. <laughs> How happy would your 1989 self would have been? Because this is around the time Ghostbusters 2 is coming out, around the time Batman's coming out as well. Mm -hmm. My 89 me, which would be around four or five years old, I'd be through the fucking roof. Movie accurate looking Ghostbuster figures, dude. I mean, come on. I, and I have, I still have my the real Ghostbuster figures, and those are nice. I also mm -hmm. have the new, um, I have the Diamond Select figures, which I also will talk about at the same time. Mm -hmm. These, these are awesome, but there are some nitpicks that I have on these figures, though. Okay. But all, like Christian said, all that and more on next week's episode. Thank you for listening. At him. On Twitter, at Daniel <laughs> the writer, 
Um, and I'm out of Facebook and Instagram jail, but I still cannot no longer access my artist page, which means I have to start a new one. So more art coming at some handle that he has yet to make it. I just don't give a fuck anymore. Deuces. <laughs>